Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 93 and it's another one of our culture and creativity episodes and we're going to be talking about using Sistina poetry to help inspire creativity. I think this might be slightly, this is definitely I think outside both of our comfort zones so it'll be quite a amusing discussion I think. Definitely, I agree. I <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it a bit more, but I don't think either of us were quite prepared for the work involved with Sistina Poems. We'll just no. put it that way. <laughs> when we decided to have this as an episode for the podcast. So <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, for those of you who are just like us and had no idea what a Sistina poem was, Sarah and I will give you a quick intro. <laughs> Yes. So, a sestina is a structured form of poetry, and it has six stanzas, which each have six lines, ending with a three-line envoy, uh, which is basically a short stanza. What's interesting about the sestina poetry form is that the end word of the last line of each stanza is also the end word of the first line of the next stanza. And I had to read that so many times when we, like when <laughs> I was learning how to confusing. do it, because you think the end line is going to become the first line, but then the end line becomes the end line of the first line. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, end word and became, also, yeah. oh my gosh. the other last words of the the previous lines of the first verse are then cycled through in a specific pattern. So like, it's not just the end word of the last line that becomes the first yeah I don't even know <laughs> the the end word of the first line wow that's it's gonna sound like really confusing I feel like you really need to I'm gonna put a link in the show notes for like how to do it and a site that kind of talks you through it and it gives you the specific pattern to follow if you're interested um, because it is very set and very structured quite rigidly <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it'll sound like it'll make a little bit more sense once we read our poems and once, you know, you maybe if you're interested, look on the site, you'll be like, oh, now I see what they were talking about or like trying to explain and failing. <laughs> yeah. I think even I didn't, I still didn't really get it until I started trying to make it. And then I was like, oh, I see now how this works. Uh, so as Sarah, as Sarah alluded to, um, these sustainers follow a really strict form and critically usually don't rhyme, um, which is, as Sarah and I have discussed previously, something we both have an odd habit of falling into uh, and struggle with as well. So that's an added challenge for us. <laughs> Yes. So in total, um, a sustainer poem is comprised of 39 lines. And as Sarah said, check out the podcast uh, description box for the website link because it's too complicated for us to fully explain exactly yeah. how the pattern works. We could like try, but no. this is as, <laughs> as good as we can get is 
it follows a pattern. <laughs> yeah, a specific pattern. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first question is then, you can probably guess the answer to this, have we ever tried to create a sustainer poem before? Uh, and I guess sort of with a forward look, do we think it will help us with creativity? Sarah? So I had never heard or tried a sustainer poem before this podcast, as you may have guessed. I came across the idea online and I thought it might be fun to try, but little did I know how complicated and long, because usually my poems are like, I don't know, a couple of verses that don't really, aren't really like that well structured or anything like that. So to suddenly try a six verse or seven verse, if you include the envoy, it was like, wow. Okay, I wasn't quite prepared for it. One thing I did think was that I thought a structured poem might give us better results because that we haven't been that great with our poetry in the past. So I was kind of interested in using a structure. And you might think that it allows for less creativity, but on the contrary, I found that I had to be extremely creative to continue using the same words over and over again in different ways. I, was I totally feel that. The... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot more challenging than I thought, but that wasn't really a bad thing necessarily. And... I think they help with creativity by encouraging you to think of multiple ways to use a single word and how to include it in a sentence in new and original ways. So that was kind of my thoughts on it. How about you, Ashley? Well, as the listeners might be able to guess, I had, one, never heard of a sustainer poem, and I guess, like, by proxy, had also never tried to write one before. (laughs) 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 Kind of, I guess... For me, looking over the structure of the poem to try and get a feel for what it's about, I can, I could see it being useful, kind of like you said, about providing a good framework for setting out a poem. Because usually when I write poems, I just fall into a really familiar pattern. And then it just, I guess, is a bit, I don't know, free form. Let's go with that. <laughs> without much structure and I thought maybe this could provide me with you know a bit more rules and format which might help me break out of the usual types of I'm gonna go bad poetry that I end up um, creating but I could also see that given how stringent its structure is that I thought it might be a little bit challenging to find ways to reuse the same words and lines without just like repeating them over and over and over again. So I I was more kind of like a watch this space, wait and see how this poem <laughs> goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Sarah had done it first and had warned me <laughs> about it. <laughs> I started and I was like... <laughs> this is not our usual like five minute activity no (laughs) I was like this isn't like a full well for me I swear it took me like half a day I feel like Ashley may have been a bit faster in completing it and slightly more successful maybe 
I'm not sure if it's <laughs> it exactly. how you like each poem, but it's definitely up for debate. <laughs> so I thought uh, we thought for the form the rest of the format of this episode because we had never attempted writing sustainer poems. We would each put one together and we will share the poems we created with you. And then afterwards we can talk a little bit about our process for writing them. Do you want to go first, Sarah? Sure. Okay. So because my life currently revolves around my little girl, Julia, I decided to well initially my kind of theme was just babies in general and then it ended up being a poem like kind of for her so all that in mind I shall read it (laughs) (laughs) nothing more fun than play with your favorite person a toothless grin your face an open book between your gums pulls milk overflowing down your chin as we sing your eyes flutter closed the parks are closed. Mummy, where can we play? At home, my sweet. Coo and sing to me with those unpracticed lips. Grin when you make a sound. Bottled milk makes wet rings resting on your book. Too tired for a book, slumbering with the door closed. You won't stir for milk. Tickling your toes, your nose, I play with your hands. A sleepy grin. But then you wake and furiously sing. Beep, 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 the bottle warmer will sing for us. Have patience, maybe a story, a book? Your frustrated pout is an upside-down grin. Little fists clenched tightly closed, I cannot persuade you to play. You wail, demanding milk. Now satiated, I watch you snooze. Creamy milk, coloured skin, how your beauty does sing. Eyelashes longer than mine, they play across rosy cheeks. So many things my book never told me. I press it closed, my chest swelling, if only hearts could grin. Sometimes it grows, your grin, mouth full with a bottle of milk, dimples denting and lips barely closed around the nipple. Just wait until you can sing. Why waste a moment with a book when the world is ready to play? You make my world sing, and I could fill a book about how prettily you play. So that was my poem. I don't think it's too bad. (laughs) It's not too bad. It's... Anyway, I'll, I'll continue with my um, how I <laughs> did it, which it was a lot of brain work to try and work out how to do it, for starters, as we've kind of talked about. So I started by coming up with a theme, as I discussed, and which ended up being my daughter, and then coming up with the keywords, the words of every last line that were to be repeated. So that was grin, milk, closed, sing, book, and play. And from there, I used the pattern identified on the Masterclass website and worked the words into the poem sentences with each verse being a different pattern. And then I found it useful to have broad words with multiple meanings, though I could have done this better. I kind of felt especially the word sing that was quite tricky to use (laughs) because at times I wanted to use different tenses or a different form due to the pronoun coming before it. Like I wanted to use it sings, for example, or it sung, but I was stuck with my original choice unless I wanted to change the entire beginning. So I just had to get creative about how (laughs) how to use the word sing. 
So that was kind of how I did it. Would you like to go next, Ashley? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think you did a good job making it. I like how they're all... Like, sorry, I tried to I'm make like, them all different. Yeah, they're but... all really different, like each of the stanzas, which I like. I like the part your eyes flutter closed and then the parks are closed. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that part. I don't know. It's just, it's it's like funny but cute. You're like, oh, no, the parks are closed. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's just trying to find a different thing to focus on. <laughs> I think it's interesting when you look at like each of like those six uh, words like rotate round and so you end up with like six lines that end with the same word and you know that repeats with your six words so like if you look at you know the sentences by themselves so like nothing more fun than play and then mummy where can we play tickling your toes your nose I play yeah (laughs) it's just kind of interesting when you look at like yeah the separate lines and how you've managed to change it each time if that makes sense yeah yeah I hadn't looked at my poem too closely to be honest that way um, <laughs> I was just thinking I'm out going loud to. just then I was like now I want to read like every line yeah you can like make a new poem out of the individual lines with the same ending word yeah six um, different poems <laughs> Okay, so mine, I did do it a little, didn't take quite as long as Sarah's, but that was more of a a time restraint for me because I had to write it um, during the week and I've been working full time and have been really busy on the evening. So I managed to put aside an hour yesterday to do it. Uh, So impressive (laughs) for an hour. (laughs) It was a tight time crunch and I definitely could have, I think, done it a bit better. But anyways, I kind of took a slightly different tact to Sarah's um, and I'll explain I guess after you've heard the poem so my poem's called Reconnection. These days old friends are a memory of a time we once connected, cried together and laughed. A relic of the past where days last only a moment gone in no time. Other days old friends are frozen in time, a picture of a memory, a moment, two souls connected by a shared history past one where we laughed like that day we laughed in the bar that one time sharing stories past and present a memory where we connected for only a moment yesterday I remembered you for a moment and I laughed like we used to when we connected I thought back in time to a memory of our past perhaps I should reach into the past and take a moment to pull out a memory of us when we laughed together bring back a time when we could be connected today again we connected and it was like the past never faded with time we talked for a moment reminisced and laughed to make a new memory tomorrow I will remember that moment that time we laughed the memory (laughs) so I guess I'll just kind of go through how I did it what I was trying to do and it kind of (laughs) worked-ish I think it's really clever the way you recycled not only the words but phrases in some ways. Yeah, because it was – So I think anyway, it's really so, interesting because, yeah, like yeah. I tried to change like every line and then like you have kind of 
taken phrases and sort of rejiggled them to create like a story, which I think is kind of yeah. Cool. Anyways, yeah. I'll let you continue. <laughs> so, like the uh, website that Sarah and I you suggested, I chose a theme which for me. To be honest, I really struggled to think of a theme because all I could think of was work. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is write a poem about like Excel spreadsheets or something. So um, <laughs> I chose a theme which was about seeing old friends uh, because, well, I'm seeing randomly quite a few of them this week that I haven't seen in a really long time. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll go with that. And then I chose a preliminary set of words that I thought might be included in the poem. And then I started writing the first stanza, which is where I then changed some of the words. So my initial words were connect, memory, time, laugh, past, uh, and future. But once I wrote the first stanza, I kind of like Sarah had the issue with um, sing. So I changed connect to connected, laugh to laughed, and then I changed the future to moment um so I did kind of rejig them in the end so after I had my new set of words I then proceeded to write the rest of the poem using all of those new words so I was less concerned about trying to make them all really different and trying to have the rhythm of the poem constantly changing I was interested to see if I could somehow use the revolving order of words to like tell the progression of a story about someone who is like seeing someone again after a really long time so then I was trying to like link them (laughs) together so it'd be like oh memories fade but then you make new ones by using the same words so I wanted all of the lines to like they are all still basically entirely different but feel similar it was very (laughs) I don't know I feel like I bit off more than I could chew but it was fine (laughs) I don't know about that I don't know I feel like you did a good job there um yeah I don't actually know what the the purpose of the Sistina is but that's sort of what I took from it (laughs) as an initial pass (laughs) and that does kind of lead well into the next um I guess analysis part where thought we could talk about our overall thoughts about making the Sustina poem, whether it helped inspire creativity and any additional benefits we might have come across. Like I've kind of been saying from the start of this podcast is that it was definitely a challenge and to take a good long while. I did find it inspiring and it was quite nice to come up with something that I will also be able to share with my daughter when she's old enough to read, although... She'll probably oh, so she be, gonna like, be embarrassed. that's really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed it to my husband. He he didn't say anything bad about it, but he, he was like, mm, like, could be better kind of face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. His comment when I said that we had chosen Sustina Proms was like, you should have done haikus. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how much face I was like, haikus are boring everyone. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, thanks. <laughs> It's like so excited I spent like several hours on this poem and he's like yeah not your best uh, right. but <laughs> yeah anyways so I feel like it, I'm kind of sentimental about it slightly and it does tug at my heartstrings a bit so it's kind of a nice keepsake in that way but in relation to novel writing I think it's 
the most helpful thing I think is just realizing how many ways you can describe something or the different uses for one word. Though I said I found the word sing difficult, it was also the one I ended up being the most creative with. I'm using it for inanimate objects and finding ways to use the present tense and attribute it to something without changing the tense or in relation to a pronoun. So Overall, I think it's an interesting exercise, though maybe not one that I would necessarily recommend unless you are quite into poetry and have a lot of time on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. I was trying to think which one I found the most difficult, which word. I'm not sure. Well, I found it hard to not continuously use the word time. Right, yeah, like asides from, like in other sentences. Yeah, yeah. so I had to change a lot because I was like, oh, this. even though they say like it's okay because often that happens, I was like, I didn't really want it to. So I struggled occasionally to make sure that I didn't do that. Um, I think mm-hmm. I did it once at the end, but I decided that that was allowed because it was the last yeah. stanza. <laughs> so I was like, I will permit it. When I was looking at examples, because I didn't like just go ahead and start writing it, because I was like, I don't even understand how this all works. <laughs> I need to like look at an example first. So I read a couple and I noticed someone like they give you the pattern. So they'll be like, your first verse is labeled like the last words A, B, C, D, E, F, for example. And then so the last stanza is kind of like a repeat of the last three last words from Mm -hmm. the previous stanza. Um, But I noticed someone had kind of used, kind of chopped their sentences in half. So they had like a comma separating like, you know, two halves of a sentence and they used like the last word before the comma and then the last word at the end, last word before the comma, last word at the end, last word before the comma, last word at the end, because the last, stanza is just three lines so they still used all the oh my gosh last words in that three line stanza they just like separated it out interesting um, so they had like two per line which was kind of interesting and I was like I kind of think that's quite a cool way to do it but in the end I just ended up doing what like the masterclass website pattern suggested, <laughs> suggested. <laughs> <That's> too complex <laughs> exactly um I didn't even look at example ones. <laughs> I had no time. I was like, well, this is happening now. I'm just going to do what it you says. You had mine as an example, I, did. I guess. Kind I of. did. I, read like the f- I had only read the first two stanzas of yours. Then I was like, oh, okay. okay, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let's just give it a go. Um, so yeah. like Sarah uh, said about hers, I found it quite difficult, uh, especially given I rarely write poetry generally speaking, and jumping into something as complex as the Sistina poem <laughs> really made me like have to think. You know, it, it helped that I chose a topic and words where I thought I could use them more creatively. Like I said before, better than writing about Excel spreadsheets. I would have gotten very stuck, I think. Um, <laughs> it would have made an interesting poem. <laughs> interesting don't know it could have been quite funny like almost like a spoof kind of yeah or so. I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm not 
entirely, I guess, happy with the poem that was produced. Although given the time I had, I think I've like accepted it. You know, I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I do feel like I probably could have chosen some better, like more varied words a little bit as well. But once you're halfway through, there's not really much you can do about it. Yeah. At that point without having to rewrite the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Although having gone through it once now, I can kind of see like the types of topics and things that might work for doing it in the future a bit easier. Yeah. And as it is with most things, it's definitely something that if I wanted to, I feel like, be more happy with the poetry I produced in this, I'd have to practice it a bit more because I think it's something that is – it's a lot harder to just pick up and do one than with, you know, something a bit more free form or a haiku, which maybe in hindsight we should have tried instead. Future, future one. Although, yeah, I do feel like haikus are pretty well known. So yeah, it's trying to go for something that was, you know, like off the beaten path. Yeah, definitely was. Um, <laughs> I did find it useful I guess from a creativity point of view uh, as a way to explore the different ways to use words and the clever ways that you have to try and link the same words together and I guess also I'm going to add to that the strategic use of sentence breaks and commas and things in your poem (laughs) yeah because I found that was one of the key things usually not someone who yes it kind of speaks to the breaking up the rhythm a bit mm, more yeah, than usual I don't usually do that in poems either where like you get through half a line and then you like start on a new line without finishing the sentence because yeah it so was like that times. in a few examples I read and I was like oh, okay so I had I had even one like hyphenated I saw that in yours <laughs> yeah I was like <laughs> I think mean, it was like the milk colored skin. I like <laughs> milk hyphen colored skin. <laughs> so, and I did a few where I guess like the first word of a sentence was like the last word of the line so that I could like continue using the pattern. So, that was quite interesting and made me really, it made you really think about sentence structure and that kind of thing. Um, and poetry, which was something I usually. Sometimes it'll be like one for me anyways, for a poem, it's like one sentence is one line or I might break it across two, Mm -hmm. but usually it has a very natural break. Whereas in this one, you had to find like often an interesting place to break it. And then you'd have to start the sentence kind of not awkwardly, but differently in order to like allow that break to work. (laughs) Yeah. Or it just like sort of flows into the next line where I think like usually in the past where I've done poems, like often if I do break a sentence, it'll be at the comma or something. Yeah. Like it won't be in the middle of like a random place, which I think <laughs> is good though, because poetry doesn't always have to be, you know, half a sentence here, half a sentence there. Yeah. Like I feel like as a beginner poet I tend to do so I guess it forces you out of that like sort of preconceived notion that you have to finish a sentence for every line yep I agree (laughs) Uh, so would we 
do sustainable poetry again? And if so, what would we do different next time? I would, but probably only for leisure rather than a way to particularly inspire creativity. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to say like a lot of things that I do for you know, quotation marks, leisure, they get kind of pushed down my list unless it's something that I really, really want to do. So in saying that, like, yes, I'd do it again if I had like a ridiculous amount of time on my hands. But when does that ever really happen? Let's be real, I'll probably <laughs> never attempt a Sassina poem again in my life. At least we know what they are. I could recognize uh-huh. a Sassina poem now if I saw one. Me too. Which is something I could not do before. Yes. But yeah, I th- thought it was interesting just the theme that came to light for me because even though my daughter takes up a huge chunk of my thoughts right now, and I guess so it was kind of natural, like usually in my writing I wouldn't like focus on her as a theme. So I guess it was just interesting to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> use her as a theme but I thought it could be interesting to like if you were interested in using it to inspire novels that you could maybe base it like you know I base mine around a person I think Ashley kind of based hers around connections with people but I was kind of thinking it would be interesting if you were to take like a character and potentially use a character to inspire mm. um, something like that I, I could see it being used. about Lizzie <laughs> it would be very amusing oh my gosh sorry I was already like kind of starting to think about amusing things that she does and says and anyways <laughs> could be quite fun I mean, I like I'm it. sure you could do it about plot as, like the plot as well though I think that would be a bit trickier because the plot like isn't as well defined as like a theme Mm-hmm. I guess you could take a theme from your plot, maybe. Could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, next time, if I do ever do it again, I will probably think about ending my words a little bit more carefully and choosing ones that could be used a bit more craftily. I definitely yeah. agree with that sentiment. The word choice is definitely key. And I think, well, at least from what, my now very limited jump into this type of poetry has taught me I think <laughs> the the theme is fairly important because you can do a lot <laughs> like because you're really exploring that one theme like quite a lot like, there's seven stanzas in this poem <laughs> so like you really want something that's quite robust <laughs> um, oh, yes. and I think if I was to do it again I might carefully consider the story I want to tell a bit more uh, thoroughly first (laughs) before just jumping straight in mine didn't really follow a story because I just like started trying to recycle (laughs) what can I do this time and I you know I got about like four stanzas through and I was like oh god I've got to come up with like two more stanzas yet and like half a stanza it's like how am I going to do this and then like so just each time and just like I think there was a couple of stanzas that kind of connected, but not mm-hmm. really. <laughs> I think I'd try and like make more of a story out of it because it didn't really have like a progression exactly. Yeah. Like I think my last, my first three were definitely the biggest struggle. And then 
the like last few, like the yesterday I remembered you and then the thinking to like go back and like, you know, reach into the past and like remember something and then seeing them today, that part came a lot mm-hmm. easier because I kind of got into it and I was like, okay, like I know where this is going. <laughs> and then the last one, the tomorrow part was quite easy because I was, I knew by that point that that's how I wanted to, because when I saw the last three, like how you do the last three lines, it's like, okay, so that's going to be like the future. <laughs> Maybe that's our trouble with poetry is that we're plotters with novels <laughs> and when it comes to poetry we try and pants maybe yeah and we're like no 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 we need to become plotters for our poetry I think so I think so that probably would have helped a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I should probably answer the would I try this poem again question mark <laughs> Maybe, um, unless I get particularly into particularly into poetry for some reason, I doubt this is something I'm going to jump to straight away. However, if at some point in the future I just suddenly decide that I'm a poetry person, I do think this type of poem might like suit me because of the structure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So I'm kind of like, it's like a wait and see space, I think, as to whether I jump into sustained poetry more seriously. <laughs> yeah. That probably brings us, I guess, to the end of this episode, unless you have anything else you wanted to add about sustained poems. Nope. I hope everyone enjoyed our somewhat amateurish attempt at sustained poetry. <laughs> if you've ever tried it and you're, you know, a bit more learned in it than us you could feel free to contact us and give us some tips um yes yeah yes i'd love to read your poems which i'm sure yes. um, are better crafted than ours <laughs> anyway so there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section if you're interested in applying uh, you can head on over to our website www.lindersoncreations.com and you can hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you should get a drop down menu with a link to apply and next time on Dear Writer we have a little bit of a different author spotlight interview episode where we are having a special guest join us and that's going to be Joanna Penn and so our focus for this interview will be discussing some of the advances of technology in the writing industry. So tune in for that. We are very excited to have her on. So, Yes, I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be really great. And I'm really interested to hear some of her insights into mm-hmm. I guess, the future of writing and the writing industry and technology and everything, because that's not somewhere I've given a whole lot of thought. So I'm really intrigued to see uh, what she has to say about that. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. <laughs>